we always communicated. I was never really heavy into the scene of going out and partying and trying to be with friends and do a bunch of crazy stuff. I was never that type of person. I'm a technology person. So I always had my gadgets and gadgets and created my own shows and did a lot of different stuff in the house. I was a homebody. And typically she was pretty much the same kind of person. Hi, welcome to the Soul Streaker podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Jake. Are you ready to feel all lit up and excited like you just ran through a field naked? I am. So drop that baggage and let your soul go streaking. Hi, thanks for coming to Soul Streaker Podcast where single girls rise. Today, my guest is Gary Clement of the Gary Clement Radio Show. He and his wife has been married a very long time, as you will hear in this interview. They've been through lots of trials and tribulations, yet they have stayed together. So we're going to find out from Gary, and I can't wait to dive into this, what makes a relationship sustainable. Here we go. Hi, welcome to the show, everyone, today. I am so excited because I am here with Gary Clement of the Gary Clement Radio Show. And he's also author of a book by the same name, the Gary Clement Radio Show, Volume 1. I just heard there is a Volume 2 in the works. Congratulations on that, Gary, and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I had the honor of being on your show, the Gary Clement Radio Show. Gary, when we were talking, you were saying about how you and your wife have had a long marriage. How long have you been married for? Actually, in August 24th will be 21 years. What is your secret, do you think, for having that kind of a happy, long-standing relationship? We talk a lot. We communicate with each other a lot. That's how we keep things together. <laughs> We've been through a whole lot of stuff. That's our main ingredient now to actually have a little bit more free time with my hands. We go to church together as well. Interesting. Yeah, because it's not if something's going to hit you during the marriage. It's when something's going to hit you in the marriage. Every marriage has something. Even in my relationship I got hit with a child with autism. We got parents with dementia and cancer and things like that. And so for people going into relationships, we don't want anyone to think, especially women, that they have this relationship, they've been rescued, everything's perfect. It's something that you have to continually work on. So I love that you go to church together. Can you tell me more about that and how that specifically has helped your relationship? I grew up in the Pentecostal church years ago. They say when you teach a child to basically do various things when they're young, when they get older, they will not depart. And that's, in my opinion, that's very, very true. We got married. I was working in healthcare at the time back in 1999. I got hired into a healthcare role at Quincy Healthcare. My wife, I think I met her like a year, a little over a year later. We ended up getting married at that time. She was in church full time because her father actually was a pastor at the time in the CME Methodist Church system. I was Pentecostal. So that really, I guess you could say, wasn't controversial. We both had discipline in regards to being in church all of our lives. So therefore, we just kept that going. Two years later, after we got married, we had a daughter. Her name was Acidia. We had her, and then we started taking her to church. Tragically, in 2011, 
we had a house fire. She got trapped upstairs, got caught in smoke inhalation, and uh, she didn't make it out of the house. I couldn't get to her. Even though that was a tragic situation, we are still together. That was a rough point for us. It's hard because I would imagine you had so many flashbacks about that and just dealing with that and not being able to get to her. That could just tear you up so much that it could just destroy your relationships. She was our only child, so she passed away actually at age seven. At the time, it was a bit rough because I had a very turbulent dismissal from my employer at the time. So I wasn't working at the time. That was a bad situation for us. We had several things that were eating at us that really could have caused us to divorce and just have a really bad marriage. But thank God we we stuck together. Do you think it was the communication that you had developed prior to that yeah, going to it, church? I guess a couple of different things, because like I said, again, we were always the type to actually talk to each other. We always communicated. I was never really heavy into the scene of going out and partying and trying to be with friends and do a bunch of crazy stuff. I was never that type of person. I'm a technology person. So I always had my gadgets and gadgets and created my own shows and did a lot of different stuff in the house. I was a homebody. And typically she was pretty much the same kind of person. So we were constantly in each other's space all of the time because literally she worked at the hospital and I worked at the hospital. We used to have dinner together. We both worked second shift from 3 to 11 p.m. during our time. You have a commitment to each other and similar values, for sure. Yeah, pretty much. And similar interests. Right. Communication, I think, is so key in a marriage. I know you've said a few times that you talk to each other, but can you elaborate? I'm not trying to get into the secret details of your relationship. There's talking to each other. Oh, you got to pick up the kids. Oh, I got to do this. And then there's, here's my hope. Here's my dream. Having some psychological safety with your spouse, them being a partner that you really feel seen by. I'm not sure exactly what your question is there. There's levels of communication. So there's talking to somebody, then there's really seeing your spouse, accepting them for who they are, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. They can say their biggest fantasies, their biggest shame, whatever it is, that it's all safe. I see. I guess I can see, yeah, from early on, we trusted each other. Whenever you saw me, you saw her. We respected each other from early on. And I guess another thing, too, though, was that, like, let me see. When I got married, I was about 30 four years old. And my wife was 36 years old. So that was another thing. We actually were both older. We really took the time. Met her in 2002. We didn't get married until 2004. We literally took a year and a half to really get to know each other. We didn't sleep together on the first date. We didn't do any of that stuff. We really got a chance to see if we could mesh, if we were right for each other. It, It was a different kind of relationship. A lot of marriages now I don't think they have those same values. Everybody has a relationship with their cell phone, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the problem. There's a lack of connection Mm -hmm. because people don't know how to be connected because they're not connected from when you're young, it sticks with you. When we were kids, it was go play outside and don't come home till dinner. We don't even want to know where you are. We just don't want to see you. people that they're in the house with the YouTube, the cell phone or whatever it is. When we grew up, we didn't have smartphones in school. I'm literally 54 years old. We didn't have smartphones in school. 
all this technology, totally different day and time. Because of that, you're very different now. Yes. There's also a lot more with dating apps and things like that. Your reach is so much. It was just people you knew, or if you knew someone that knew someone. And now you can meet anybody because the reach is so much easier on a dating app, social media, or wherever you're meeting somebody. I've got a bad side to that, I guess you could say, too, because in the last couple of years, I call myself trying to be helpful to different ones online. It created big problems for me. I befriended a couple of people that so happened to be women. They would say things on Instagram, on Twitter, Facebook. I'm starving. I don't have any food. They show you pictures of an empty refrigerator. I'm from the South again because of the way that I was raised. If I could help, I didn't have a problem trying to help. So that help led me to a situation where I basically found myself thousands of dollars in debt to my mother and took out a loan for a girl and crazy stuff. I'm in the process of doing that book too. Yeah. I was raised to trust people that what they say they will do, they will do it straight in your face. They will do whatever they said it is that they will do. Yeah. I found myself in a mess because what ended up happening was I was taking my money and borrowing money from my mother and borrowing money from my wife, trying to help somebody else. At the end of the day, what ended up happening in a couple of the situations were that they were just straight up lying to me. They weren't trying to do the right thing. They weren't trying to be honest at all. They said they were going to do. It sounds like a book. Your wife was supportive of this. So it was obviously she was trusting that you were not having an affair and that there was somebody in trouble. I would assume she was of like mind. Well. See, here's the thing. I really didn't say anything to her until I got in trouble. I got in trouble. I had these loans that I had to pay back money for expenses in the household I was expected to pay for. I didn't have money for. So I had to go to her. And that's how a lot of things came out. How did she take that? Oh, goodness. At first, not good. And not good at all. Not good at all. Because of the message that I got. Some of the stuff actually started coming back on her because then I actually pulled her information into, with her approval, of course, pulled her information into a couple of the situations and stuff, left us both in debt, in a mess. We were fussing and fighting, and it was just a mess. (laughs) I can understand her being upset. Did the police get involved? Yes, I actually have two police reports on one person. I have another person that I have a police report on, a third person that I got a couple of police reports on because of the fact it's a long set of stories that go along with it. That's why I said everything will be in a series of books because it's right, definitely well, it, Yeah, at least it gave you good material. Did you get yes. your money back? You know, that's interesting because one of the people that actually caused me one of the situations, it started back in 2021 in January 2021. And just as of two days ago, she contacts me saying that she wants to basically give me my money back, fix everything. We're not talking about a small amount of money. We're talking a lot of money. We're in the process of trying to fix that. And actually, to tell the truth, the reason why I haven't pursued it before now is that I went through several situations along this period where I went back to school like last year. And I had a situation with my former employer where they refused to pay my unemployment after I worked for them for 10 full years, full time. They refused to pay my unemployment. And so that literally left us almost stranded in the ditch. Thank God my mom 
because my mom was able to come and rescue me in some things. Literally, we're still going through it now. But like I say, again, we are praying that all of this works out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got some stories to tell <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Wow. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear about all that. You know what? Through all these trials and tribulations, you've mm-hmm. made it. You and your wife are still standing strong. That's really something. Because like things like losing your money, losing a child is horrific. It's way less has torn up marriages. That's right. You're absolutely right. Right after my daughter passed away, there were several people that actually they were approaching my wife and stuff and asking us, are you and your husband still together? I think what it was, they actually had heard someone say that Cheryl and Gary are not together anymore, such and such. I remember telling a couple of people myself, who told you that? I don't know anything about that. Cheryl is not going to tell you that. So I'm not sure exactly where you all are getting this information from. We've been through some things. <laughs> yeah. So you even had the rumor mill going against you. Oh, absolutely. People are something else. You approach people because you need help in certain things. Instead of them basically wanting to help you, they would rather be able to gather information to take that information to someone else who creates some kind of rumors stirred up amongst other people. Yeah, that's terrible. (laughs) When you lose something so big like losing a child, these rumors is just so beneath you. You don't even have time to deal with that or interest, I would imagine, in dealing with something so petty and small. Right. I I tell you, that experience, though, it helped us to put a lot of things in perspective when it came to real life. Realize that working and making money is good, it's necessary, you got to have it, but it's not everything. You try to help people, you have the best heart, your motives are good in line with biblical principles. Everybody's just not going to be a good person. It really took a lot for me to see and understand that. Growing up, all I ever knew was be kind to those that, you know, that you are around and try to be the best person you could possibly be to everybody. Everybody is nice and everybody is a good person. That's not always true. You run into so many different people. The internet is a good, very good forum to do a lot of things with. Learn stuff, help promote yourself and create job opportunities. The internet The dark side of it is a very nasty place. There are a lot of people on there, and I thought it was just me being a man and women trying to prey on me. It goes the other way, too. You got a lot of women that I've talked to that say they've been scammed, that they've been basically made a victim of various crimes. All of us are different. All of us are unique. All of us have wants and desires, and it's a place where you can really get Pretty much anything you're looking for, but you got to be very careful because everybody has a different motive when it comes down to dealing with social media and the internet these days. Yeah, you've got to be really careful and know who you're talking to. But just to sum all of this up, basically, every marriage has its turmoil, but your best shot at having a long-term relationship is to find somebody that you're compatible with, somebody that you respect somebody that you have the same values as them, and then make a commitment. I love that you had dinner with your wife at the hospital. I love that. That was a commitment. That was a commitment to togetherness. Mm -hmm. We were doing that. We weren't even married. When we were just dating every night that I was working, that's what we would do. If I went to dinner at seven o'clock in the evening, she would basically try to fix her schedule so that we both could do this at the same time. We did that literally for about three or four years. That's awesome. Yeah. If anybody wants to hear more from you, where can they find you? 
they can just e- email me first of all at uh, GCC presents at yahoo.com. They can find me on Facebook as what in the world, Gary Clement. They can also, I've got like three or four different Facebook pages. They can go to just put in my name, Gary C. Clement. My book is the Gary, Gary Clement radio show. When strong Afro-American men and women stand up and it focuses on literacy and education in the black community that can be found on amazon.com. Other than that, basically the biggest thing is just Google me and you'll find a link. I have this podcast. It's the Gary Clement Radio Show. Right now we have, we're doing the Gary Clement Radio Show podcast. Then we've also got something called Let's Pray for the Culture, in which I actually just linked up with the church here locally to basically add some of their members to this particular podcast to basically get the word out to young people about this culture, our younger culture today needs prayer because of kids getting killed with guns and just all kinds of things. So that's the second podcast. And I've got a third podcast, actually, that's called Afro-Americans in Technology. I actually have about 10 interviews conducted for that one. I just have not put one of those up just yet. I've got that one. That's three. And I've got a fourth one called Hard News, hosted by Gary C. Clement. That literally what we're doing with that is basically interviewing people in the community in regards to gun violence and other hard news issues that are happening around our communities, not just here locally in my area, but nationwide. And we're just having people call in and talk about those wow. issues. That's amazing. That's four podcasts. I can barely <laughs> keep up with one. How do you have time to edit and manage four? It's tough. Eventually, I have a staff working on this stuff with me. Because like, you're right, it's a lot. It's definitely it's a lot. Of- I don't even know how that's sustainable. That's amazing. <laughs> I, mean, I want to publish weekly everything, but it's hard. A couple of them actually are shorter. Like, let's pray for the culture. That one actually, you know, it can go for anywhere from 30 seconds up to, say, five minutes. It's the members of the church, what they're doing, they basically say their name, and then they say whatever their prayer is for the culture. Most of them are, like, short like that. You know, just give them a chance to participate in something. I think where I'm going to with this is I want to eventually do something like Byron Allen. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's a yeah. comedian. He has Allen Media. And uh, literally years ago, this is exactly how he started out with one show and two shows and everything was internet based. Now today, shoot, he's got a variety of shows on the air that are pretty much all broadcast quality television, court shows and all kinds of stuff. That's what I'm trying to do here. Eventually, as I get the advertisements coming in, I'll start hiring people and put that vision out there. That's amazing. Wow. (laughs) Well, you are impressive guests. Thank you so much for coming today. I really appreciate your time. And I just wish the best to you and Cheryl and happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. That was some interview. Gary, thank you so much for coming today. I learned so much about relationships, the reality of relationships, and how to sustain a happy relationship. Really, it's ideal to have values that are the same, activities that are the same, and a commitment to each other that really is, no matter what, we are going to be together and work through this. That is really remarkable. So thank you so much again for coming. And I hope everybody enjoyed this interview as much as I did. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Soul Streaker podcast. If you liked it, press that subscribe button, leave me a rating. And if you leave a comment, 
I'll mention you in the next episode. Please share this podcast with anybody you think might benefit from it. I'll be so grateful if you did. And don't forget to watch me on Lunchtime Live on Instagram at jenna.jake and check out my website, www.jennajake.com.